<laughs> Let's see how many copy strikes we can get. That's a great song. I it is. It's an amazing song. I want to get the vinyl for it. Oh. They re-released it. I know. <sighs> That's cashmere, right? Yes. So, funny story about, about that song. My uh-huh. kids call it. Call him Led Zeppelin. <laughs> Zeppelin. It's the Zeppelin. So when I was growing up, I didn't own that record. I didn't own that CD. I didn't own the cassette. I, but I wanted it. And so every night they had something that was called Lead Before Bed. And it was where they played at 9 p.m. They played five back-to-back Led Zeppelin songs. And I wanted that song so bad. And I would sit there, and I had my, my bunk bed. I was up on the top bunk. And I would wait till 9 o'clock. And if that song popped on, I would hop down and go hit the record. Mm-hmm. On, so I could record it off the radio and have that my own I cassette. remember doing that. So, recording your own mixtapes. So my copy, all growing up, was started just right after the beginning. Because I missed it just slightly. So, so it's, it's like... So that was how that was how I had, and then I had this really cool setup where then I could take and this sounds this is gonna sound so like you know because recording stuff off the radio arguably wasn't you know it wasn't legal. Um, no, everyone and I, and I couldn't. I, I wasn't really involved in Merc at the time. Um, Mirc. I think most people here know LimeWire or Napster. Because um, <clears throat> Bear Share, but. Uh, I found a way to be able to take that tape recording and then turn it into an MP3 on my... So I would record it off the radio onto a cassette, <laughs> then take that cassette and turn it into an a... MP3 uh, and then I figured out how to do it straight from the radio, a radio aux out and threw it straight into the computer yeah. and I was able to record uh, straight from the radio and turn them into my own private MP3s. Nice. I wonder that what was, that... So where I grew up, the radio, you had like two radio stations. <laughs> very remote. One you picked up from Spokane mm-hmm. only in the mornings for whatever reason. It's the like, air was thinner. I, I guess know. it's like AM at night, right? <laughs> like somehow it works better. It's not like bounce because it bounces. It bounces off the atmosphere and right? then it comes back down. Anyway, um, and then there was another one that was like a classy station. It was like. <laughs> so a, a lot of mine were from. From about 8 in the morning to 11 in the morning. And the sound and is always, nobody nobody walk past this window. Otherwise, it'll... <laughs> oh, you, you lose the radio. <sighs> well, welcome to Mind Your Own Small Business, the show that's better than a coffee break, cheaper than therapy. Recently voted one of the podcasts of all time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, we made it. Today we're going to talk about <laughs> upcharging uh, and ethics and how you decide what your product's worth. So that's going to be a fun charge. Because we were talking about this the other day. Basically, entrepreneurship is taking something that you can get for less money, adding value to it, and then selling it for that additional amount. That's, that's all, like, that's essentially what all business is. That, that is exactly what all, I mean, you're, you're creating something at a lower price point. And then whether you're building it or you're importing it or you are doing something that allows you to, um, <clears throat> you know, to, to deliver it to someone else. It's kind of like, like you can get a banana from Walmart for a certain price. You can mm-hmm. get a banana from Honduras for an even cheaper price. <laughs> you can also get an, a banana at a gas station for even more. Okay? So you have... That that banana, it's the same banana. One of them is is sitting in Honduras, and uh-huh. you're like, "Well, I don't want to fly to Honduras to just get some bananas." So Walmart says, "Hey, we got your back, but you're going to pay us more than they paid for it in Honduras." Mm-hmm. And then you're driving through some podunk town, and you're like, "I really want a banana," because obviously that's what the snack you're getting. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's like I really want a banana, but I don't want to drive all the way into town and go to a grocery store. So they have bananas for a dollar per banana at at the local, you know, and so you're paying for that convenience. And what they've done is sometimes those people are literally going to Walmart, buying bananas, and then bringing them to their their uh, their gas station and upcharging by two or three times 
for the convenience of you not having to drive in and go get a banana yourself. And it's also the, the, the cost of them buying bananas and having it sit on their counters and they turn black and they have to throw they have it away. To throw them away. Yeah, so that's, that's funny because the one next to where we worked where the red office, the brick office. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, yeah, that gas Hibberts, that's it. Yeah, 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 that one. Um, I, when we were talking to them, like, it was either their milk or their, like, their, their fruit was literally just they would drive down the street to Brolum's, buy it, and then throw it on the shelf. And so, like, when I found that out, I was like, huh. Uh, but, yeah, so... It's the convenience. What you're paying for. Absolutely. It's like coming down to what a, a Mikey, mm-hmm. um, we, you know, we would go to a location or we go and be like, hey, we're going to go to this grilled cheese place, right? Was the, 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 they fried the cheese. And he's like, why? I could make grilled cheese at home. And the answer is, yes, you could. You sure could. But you're not at home. You don't have the fancy cheeses of the grilled cheese place. Uh-huh. Um, you know, let's... we bring up that all the time. It's like I could buy grilled cheeses at home. It's yes, like, you could, but you also have. There's the experience of going somewhere and having someone make it for you. Agreed. It's I. That's that added value. It is the stupidest argument I've ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> if you're watching, I hope you're doing well. But, <laughs> but love your brother, but over you're there, in the other side of the state, in, uh-huh. uh, Mount Rushmore. <laughs> so. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but I you know you think about well what do you you know what is that upcharge I know that's where we're going with this is we say well you know and, and the ethics of of upcharging and adding that value um, and sometimes as I mentioned with the bananas it's import but right now we have non-sponsored um, Fizzbiz uh, Fizzbiz which is a it's a it's a soda shop here in Helena and. <laughs> We, it's, they, they just, they're just a soda place. Now, to go get soda from a fountain yes. is so, so inexpensive. For those of you who don't know, like, fountain drinks are, they're pennies. The cup is worth more than the drink inside. Absolutely. But. It's mostly water. Yeah. yeah it's mostly, and air. There's yeah, there's a air. lot of air in it. <laughs> they literally put water and air and just a little bit of syrup. Uh, one of the the major food groups, right? Uh-huh. Candy corn, uh, candy oh. canes. Yeah, corn syrup, candy. I don't know what is, what is he saying. What was the other one? Candy corn, candy cane, candy cane, sugar and syrup. No, it was something in syrup. But I think it was candy something. It's fine. You look at it. That doesn't matter. We're talking but, about elf. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, My Will Ferrell, if you're listening, we love you. But so, I hate that movie. <laughs> I do. <laughs> Anyway. Um, Stranger Than Fiction It's my absolute favorite It's Will a pretty Ferrell. fun one I love When Stranger he's pulling the paper And he's like It does sound like an ocean <laughs> um, We try to stick to the four main food groups Candy Candy canes Candy corn And syrup Okay Oh so, so the candy, first one is candy Just candy in general But uh, But you know When you look at, uh, at That adding value So you can go to this Fizzbiz You can get well, what, kind of, what kind of flavors Did you add in this one This one has Dr. Pepper Raspberry puree mm-hmm. and lime, two lime wedges. Now, you know you could have made that at home, right? You could have got a couple <laughs> of cans and dumped them into a thing and then take some raspberries and chewed it up and spit it inside. And then, <laughs> or use a blender. <laughs> and, then, and then some limes that you can buy for 25 cents a slice at the local <laughs> Mexican place. Um, or bought a lime for like 50 yeah. cents at the grocery store. See, I, there's another... You go to that Mexican place. Yep. You can buy a slice of lime for twenty-five cents, or you can literally buy. Oh, it's two slices. Two slices cents. for twenty-five cents. It's actually a pretty good deal because the lime itself is probably you know you weigh it. Maybe that lime is sixty cents. So they're maybe just breaking even on mm-hmm. two slices of lime for twenty-five cents. And and then then that for them then they're not they're not paying. It's an added amenity for their food. Yeah. Oh man. Because okay. So what what brought this up is it. In my household, my wife and I get in. It's not an argument, discussion of Let's are we charging Brian's yeah. private life? Are we charging enough? Because a lot of people, because she does photography, and uh, her thing is like, I want to offer a budget package so that people who want nice pictures of their kids can afford it. And I'm like, yes, but you're spending this much time. And do you want to spend your time doing this Ooh. or making your money doing this? And so it's like people are charging 
$1,500. You're charging $300. She's like, yeah, but these people wouldn't get these pictures otherwise. So I think that brings up another question that's maybe a different topic is, as an entrepreneur, what is your time worth and does that value differ? Because I think it does. So I definitely... What do you mean by... uh, How do you... Are you worth... Is your time always... It, throughout like the whole day, is it always worth $50 an hour or is it sometimes worth $12 an hour? Depends how much I like what I'm doing. E- exactly. It differs. Okay. If, if, if it is annoying, it's $100 an hour. Pain in the butt charge. If I like what I'm doing, exactly it's 20 bucks an hour. I, so I think, unless we're going to go on this whole tangent. Yeah, I know. This, I, 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 will, you write, will you add that to – because I think what your time is worth, because that's something that uh-huh. when I do entrepreneurial coaching, it's like that's that's – the top where they're like, well, no, it's fine because, you know, I'm just, I'll just take care of it. And you're like, the number one finite thing that you have in life is time. There is only so much you can do. So anyway, add that. But, but uh, talking about, you know, there are other, so here's an interesting uh, dynamic where you were talking about the photographers, right? Mm -hmm. And your wife's like, well, I want to charge this much to make it more accessible or whatever it is she wants to say. Um, one of the biggest challenges, and me with my MC work that I do, I was approached by other people in the industry and basically said, please, please, please don't undercharge yourself. Because what that does is it brings everything for that down and it turns into a race to the bottom. Now, we're not, they're not saying, hey, don't undercut us in price. They're like, look, you can undercut us in price. That's fine. There's one DJ that he's $4,000. Um, her wedding mm-hmm. because he's got 15, 20 years of experience. He's amazing. What he doesn't want is people coming in and being like, well, you're charging how much? 200 bucks for the wedding. Oh, well, then we'll go with you. And then it's a less than sub, it's a subpar experience because $200 isn't worth. Like, why did we even get a DJ when I could have just set up a playlist on my phone and hit play at the beginning? of the Exactly. Event? And the guy that you're getting for 200 is not, you know, the, the, the idea that you want to keep value in that realm and not make it a race to the bottom. Because as soon as you all go to a race to the bottom, it, the consumer might think that's good, but that no will wins, die. Yeah. It'll die fast because you, everyone races to the bottom, and then no one wants to make that product anymore. Yeah, it's not sustainable. It isn't and then, sustainable. And then it dies, and then you come back, and you then re-release it. It's like, why did no one make this? And then it gets – yeah, and they just go like a cycle of business in general. But and and like kind of going just a little bit more on this, and I don't know how much you want to go into like your process. There are are are. Do you mind if we talk about no. some of your Etsy stuff? No, no is no. it Etsy or eBay? I don't know what you're talking about. Where you literally have a product that you'll buy it off of one site and sell it on another. Fair enough. Uh, it is Amazon and uh-huh. eBay. I buy it off of eBay and sell it on Amazon. And so, and then you take that, you upcharge it, and you sell it. Mm-hmm. And the, some people might think that that's, oh, there's something ethically wrong with that. Possibly. <laughs> I, <laughs> I don't, <laughs> obviously, because I'm doing it. No, but uh, I, I figure... Um, I'm doing the work of fi- of researching and finding where this product is the cheapest. It is the same product as far as the product that I am advertising on Amazon is the same product that I buy from eBay. I just make sure that I am in line with the terms of service of Amazon so I don't ship the product from eBay to the customer yeah, that's of no Amazon. No. That's a no-no. So it ships to me, and then I ship it to uh, the the customer. the customer. And there are times where I don't make a lot of money on that. It's sometimes, mm-hmm. in fact, sometimes it's been just a pass-through. Um, but then uh, there are other times where I did. I, I upped the price on, so I, uh, on Amazon, I charged $25 for a, uh, a USB, an 8 gigabyte USB stick that happens to also record sound. Um, legally or illegally, depending on what state you're in, I guess. <laughs> and then uh, I, you got consent. <laughs> I buy it on eBay 
uh, I buy, if I buy five of them at a time, they are $11.04 a piece with free shipping. So I, I don't make a lot of money, but then again, I don't have to buy 100 or 200 of them from China at $6 a piece. Okay, so uh, but what, what, what's happening here is you are the value that you're adding is that someone doesn't want to go and buy eleven dollars? They don't want to spend fifty-five or sixty dollars so they can have one mm -hmm. at that price. So you instead are bringing it over to Amazon. I mean, that's that's what that's what stores do all of the time. You're also just like you're essentially digitally like uh, importing it to a, a different platform. Absolutely, absolutely. And the same thing. And then also like we did that. <laughs> that was that was a little. That's like a couple. Oh. <laughs> Here, we've been working with each other for a long time. Um, it's also, I mean, I, I've done the, the retail arbitrage uh, game. Um, I think it would be much more successful in a place that has more than just one Walmart. Uh -huh. um, like, because if, if you found a product, so this happened to me a couple years ago, a couple Christmases ago. I found um, a, a, a knife block. So it was a, mm. a hunk of plastic, probably about... 14, 16 inches long, and it had grooves in it for your knives that you could set in a, a drawer. I found them at uh, Bed Bath & Beyond. Um, they were cheap. They were like $4, and then they were going for $50 on Amazon. Mm -hmm. So I bought a lot of them. I bought over 200 of them and was just schlepping them, just moving them uh, like crazy on Amazon. And uh, then uh, it was. Are you gonna Are you gonna tell that part of the story? I am. Okay. Because I think I, you have to. Uh -huh. I got uh, the I got kicked off the listing because I didn't have the permission of that brand of that brand to sell on it, and I had about sixty left. Uh huh. So I took them to the store and returned them. <laughs> Oh, it was, you had the receipt. I yep. had the receipt. The and so it was there. They're probably looking at you weird where they're like, you're returning how many of what? And so how much hand sanitizer did you have to return? <laughs> <laughs> it was funny because my, my personality is one that if I, if I get questioned by a stranger, uh, especially in like public, I there's maybe a deep-rooted childhood issue there, but I make uh -huh. up a story, and, like, this lie, wow. and it embellishes. It just... And so I told the person that I had... It was Christmas party gifts that nobody wanted, and I had to return them. And then she was like, oh, that's sad. And then I was like, yeah, it's kind of lonely during the holiday. Like, and I was like... Uh -huh. and then I walk out, I'm like, what am I doing? That's so <laughs> stupid. Why do you even need to make up that? That's a thing I do. My wife hates it. That's funny. That's... That's really funny. But okay. you know what? I really like walking into I, I like walking into stores and places that I've like never I once walked in, this is nothing to relevance to mm -hmm. this, but it's a great I once was in Sorry some, Greg. <clears throat> I was sorry, Greg. <laughs> Greg's like, that's the guy. I felt so bad for him. No, sorry, Greg is the guy that tells us that tells me that we get off topic a lot. Oh. <laughs> oh, that's Greg. I thought Greg was a customer service representative that helped you at Bed Bath and Beyond. No, I think her name was Nancy. Mm -hmm. So, oh, in that old. case, I think she's dead. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you like walking into stores. Anyway, I, I was in, I was in a, a, a city I, I don't go to what once a year, right? Mm -hmm. I was traveling, and I walked into Walmart, and I decided that at that point, Walmart, I was gonna act like a completely different person, <laughs> and so I talk differently, I walk differently, and I was buying the things I needed to buy, but I'm just like. Had my eyes like kind of bugged out, and I was like, "Hey, yeah, yeah, we're gonna get these things, uh, yeah." And they're like, "What is this man?" We want? had, I had a, I went to go buy. I was buying a, I don't know, Care Bear or something, and uh, <clears throat> it was around from the eighties. It was around Christmas time. They had in there. Uh -huh. it, was on, it was on clearance. Oh, um, but I didn't resell it. Anyway, <laughs> when next thing I know, this guy comes over, playing clothes. Like, excuse me, sir, is there anything we can help you out with today? And I was, I've never been asked for help. In a Walmart, ever in my life, and uh, you fit the demographic. And so then I was like, "Well, shoot, I got to keep this up." Yep. So I like look over, and I was like, "I was like, yeah, no, I'm just looking for some stuff. I'm just over, like, like, yeah, I, I you know, this and that." Pretty sure they thought I was high as a kind. Yeah, they that were looking to hilarious. see what TOS you were like. 
breaking. And uh, but after a couple questions, he's like, "All right, well, let's know if you need anything." And then like turn the corner and then just disappeared again into like the crowd. I was like, "What?" Hey, and who so we lost if you ever chain. need help at Walmart, just ask crazy. Act just high. act a little crazy. A little oh, cray cray. Goodness, um, it was super fun. But what I'm so uh, the arbitrage for he, Anthony mentioned the the word arbitrage. Uh, by the way, I'm Thomas. This is pepperoni. pepperoni. And that's Brian Thacker. Brian, yeah. It only took us 20 minutes to introduce yeah, ourselves. Yeah, that's who we are. If you're new to the podcast, you shouldn't be starting with episode whatever number this is. Oh, I think it's okay. 11 or 12. <laughs> it's 11. Um, but, uh, but arbitrage is basically finding uh, one company that is selling an item, whether they're liquidating it or getting rid of it, um, and then finding another platform that you can sell it for more. So um, what's interesting, if you've ever gone to like a Ross or a Nordstrom Rack, and you see people that are walking around with their phones scanning barcodes, um, or even a Walmart uh, Target clearance aisle, Target clearance aisles, and they're basically searching through these things saying, can I buy this here and sell it for more somewhere else, whether that's mm-hmm. on an eBay or an Amazon or even Facebook mm-hmm. marketplace. You know, People that sit there and say, I'll take this chance. And what they're doing is they're taking the chance – and making it more accessible because if you're, you know, if, if you have a, a Ross that's in the middle of, you know, say St. George, Utah, uh-huh. and you're like, no, you know, people aren't going to find that except just those locals that are sitting there. But if you take that and put it on a national platform that Ross never did, then you're you going to find a larger market and, you know, and, and, and you could say that they're, it. they're hoping to get lucky. Yes. More call. That was a little daft punky of you. Well, no, I, I, I was thinking, is, is it hard work or luck? Uh, oh. <laughs> um, yeah. No, 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 no. But, uh, wow, that's good. So the, the thing that I wanted to talk about is the people who... Oh, is this not? It's not about, about? It's not no, 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 about it is, you. It is, it is. <laughs> but what I want to talk about is going to the ethics side of that. There are a group of people who think that that is... Who is this group of people? I don't... No, yeah, I've, right. I've I've talked to several of them that think that that is 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 right. somehow unethical, unethical, scummy, sleazy, however you want to say it. Do you think it is that they're just jealous of the success? They think that it's like a get rich quick scheme. Like, oh, you don't get rich quick. Why? Well, I have arbitrage stuff that I bought thinking this will move, and then and then it never does. No, Captain Picard's still sitting behind my desk. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it, Leonardo was hanging from the ceiling for that's a right. long time. He was returning. No, I, I do. Th- I, I have a problem with with. I have a problem with people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we said, live in a society. <laughs> you sounded like when um, you said that. What's the guy's name from the office? The bald one. I oh, have a problem with people. Oh, um, Creed. Really? No, not oh. Creed. The the one who oh, has like, the bowl cut. Oh, Why can't I think of it? This is so. This is embarrassing. The 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 heavier one or yeah. the old one? Yeah, yeah, I I know who you're talking about. Kevin. He's, Kevin. Kevin. He's the one that that spilled his chili. I have a problem <laughs> with people. I have a problem with people that think that different um different like business professionals. So. There are some people that I know that think that real estate agents are terrible to use, and they should never use. They're them. parasites that live off of because the dreams they, of other people. They charge you. They charge or their commission, and that they do basically nothing, and that they shouldn't do it. I disagree, mm-hmm. and I think I disagree because of the because of being an entrepreneur. I think why shouldn't they be rewarded for the the effort that they're going through? Just because. You may know how to do that. They have the they have the the license to do it, so they can do it legally. And shouldn't they be compensated for the time? The same exists in this: is that I know the ways in which to to find a product. And if I buy if I buy a crockpot for fifteen dollars and it sells for seventy, or I, I bought a subwoofer off of Facebook uh-huh. for twenty five dollars and sold it for four hundred dollars on Amazon. Yeah, I don't. I don't see an issue with that. I neither do I. I. That's one of those things that like, if something's legal and there's no problem with it, like yeah, why? Why is it? Why is it an issue? Why even make it? And I, I think people problem. are okay. I think it's okay for people to be like, ugh, that bugs me. That's uh-huh. fine. But then to go out and say like. They shouldn't be able to get theirs because I think it's wrong. I think that's a whole stupid issue. 
So it, it comes down to the added value because it's like this. It's okay. Let's talk about this, like your subwoofer, right? Uh -huh. that you found, okay. So you found somebody, you noticed that there was a value in that subwoofer. I did this with a keyboard. I actually never sold the keyboard because I love it. Mm -hmm. But um, another perk. It, yeah, that was a, there was this keyboard that someone was selling for about $25. It was a 1988 Yamaha fully functioning. Like the sounds that come out of it are sounds that you just can't even make anymore. And they go on eBay for two, three hundred dollars Wow. Um, now, that person didn't know what they had, <clears throat> right? And you could say that about anything. You, you know, go to a Goodwill and flip garage records. Sales. Go to a garage sale yeah. and yeah. find, you know, something that you recognize as gold because you're smarter and you go, that ring, that ring is real. This diamond is real. And they just see, thought it was a kid's toy because their kids have been playing with it for the last 10 years because uh -huh. they dug it up out of the backyard. Um, you know, you had that, that ability to look at it and say, oh, I know this. I know what this is worth. And you picked it up, and that person was happy. It was, I mean, I'm assuming that person wasn't unhappy with, like, mm -hmm. oh, I sold it. Ugh. For exactly what I for asked exactly for. Exactly what yeah. I was wanting. On the flip side, the person who bought it is like, I've been looking for the subwoofer everywhere. It's $600 brand new, and I bought it for 400 from you. I saved 200 bucks. You saved him 200 bucks. You gave him the 40 bucks that he was wanting, so he got what he needed. The other guy got what he wanted, and the next thing you know, everyone is just everyone's. Both parties are happy. I think the problem is, and that's why you know monopolies don't work. So if you have somebody that is buying something for a dollar and selling it for two hundred, okay, and someone else comes in, like when your situation, and says, mm -hmm. "Well, shoot, I can do the same thing. I can buy it for a dollar, and I'm happy with selling it for fifty. Mm -hmm. Great, sell it for fifty. Sell it for twenty. Don't sell it for two. Because so many of these people say, well, you know, just mark it up double. Well, you have no idea what it costs to market to people. Yeah. You know, if you're spending 30 to 40% just to get it in front of the key eyes, that's a cost that's very prohibitive. You know, I think that's the, the, where a lot of people fail in business at the beginning is understanding how much to mark things up. Because that, that's, that's the one thing before I, I ran my own business that I, I, I would go like, oh, man, look. I can go on Alibaba, buy this for this much. They're selling it for this much. Like, how can they, they live with themselves with making, like, they're essentially, like, I don't know. I remember you talking like that. Yeah, like, they're, like they're, they're robbing people. I was concerned for you when you came in and you're like, well, I can make this for cheaper. And I'm like, yeah, right now we're dealing with some problems with some of our sandals because – the price that we have that we had them at, uh -huh. because of rising prices of buying new ones, the ones that we bought for cheaper, we have to raise the price in order to buy new ones. Mm -hmm. um, so there's just there's you know marking up because you're adding that value is that's how it works, and people are happy because you put in your effort, you make the money. I think about real estate. Real estate agents are nothing more than really big grilled cheese salesmen, okay? <laughs> Essentially. You, could you go out there and listen on Trulia? Yeah, you could. And you, in fact, you did with your house that one time. Uh-huh. And you'd be like, well, I could sell a house on my own. Yeah, you could. But do you want to spend two weeks trying to get everything like it should? Do you want to go put it up on the MLS? Do you want to work like this? Do you want to work like pictures. that? Take the pictures. Take this. You know, w walk people through your house on a regular. Take time off of work to go mm -hmm. do that. And you could sit there and say, yeah, but they're going to take $9,000. And it's like, well, if it took you five months to sell your house and you were spending an average of 20 hours a week showing your house, mm -hmm. you just spent more than $9,000 of your life selling yeah. your own house. That's just true. like you could get in your car and drive the 20 miles to your home, make a grilled cheese sandwich, drive 20 miles back to your office, or you can spend six bucks and buy one. Or you can spend six dollars and go buy a grilled cheese that someone is just making, you know, the economies of scale. They are able to make your grilled cheese sandwich faster, tastier, better, and arguably less money than you driving home and doing uh -huh. it. Well, but so something else that, that like this conversation has reminded me of is um, that the world is flat. The world is flat. <laughs> well, you know, it's it's why it's why people keep wholesale value so close to the chest. Oh, because absolutely. because yeah. as soon as you tell someone that okay I spent two dollars to get this and I'm selling it for fifty dollars they're like like what kind of monster are you it reminds me of the do you remember the Shark Tank one about the guy who made the 
the product that protects saplings. It was all over the internet no, for a while. No. So this guy made it. I don't he, believe in the internet. That's fine. Uh, it doesn't believe in you either. <laughs> uh, this guy was making it. He's like, okay, it cost me about five cents, and I'm going to sell it for 25 cents. And the guy's like, he's like, why are you charging so little? He's like, because like farmers are poor. And like, he's like, yeah, but how's your business doing? And he's like, oh, we're barely able to make ends meet. And he's like, we need to up your price, and we need to advertise more, and we got to find people who are going to buy in bulk. And so the, these people who have made money are like, you got to change your approach. And it's, it's this – I don't think that you need to go all in with the way that, like, corporate America looks and sells things, but you do have to look at the market and, and price your stuff according to the market because you don't want someone to look at it and be like, okay, this is supposed to be $50. You're selling it for $10. Is it stolen? Is it broken? Like, why is it so cheap? And I, I think that that's something – I think we've discussed that hit on it a little bit here is – I think that's something as entrepreneurs and business owners that we uh, have a hard time getting around is sometimes the things that we like and we want to sell aren't worth what we want to sell them to. Mm-hmm. or They're not uh, – how, how am I wanting to word it? What we are wanting to sell them for is not what the market is willing to pay for it. Oh, that's oh, true. And yeah. I think that that's hard, hard that to do. That is tough. It, 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 the other thing is – okay, so I, I – Sell flashlights. I currently still have the listings. Oh, up. yeah. I still owe you for a knife. Yeah. <laughs> and I also sell pocket knives. Um, and it's funny because, yeah, they're great knives. I, they are. For those who are just listening, he just whipped a knife out. Yeah. Almost hit me in the face with it. If you're going to do that, do it next to a mirror. Yeah. <laughs> that didn't even sound good. Um, <laughs> I showed the flashlight to my dad. And he's like, <clears throat> it's a cool flashlight. I would never pay that much for it. I got something in my throat. He's getting emotional about his flashlight. And his father. There's some issues. No, yeah. I have some deep-seated issues. (laughs) Uh, I need to get a drink real quick. Oh, my gosh. He's dying. Uh, Well, that's it. It's probably because your heart is in your stomach. So, well, he's gone. Well, yeah. Well, he's gone. So, we're just... Um, let's play some copyrighted music. <laughs> the, to try and get the price tag, you're right. It's, it, it is a fine balance between trying to get a price tag that people are willing to pay while also you're making sufficient to make it worth your time. Yeah. You know, um, to, to sit there and, and, and create it or do it. Or, you know, if, if you're saying, well, this is how much I have to sell it for, but I'm only making $8 an hour essentially doing it we can get into that also again later about your time then it's not worth it you you have real estate agents that are really successful you have other real estate agents that that's the only sale they're going to have for three long times yeah and so they make one sale it's ten thousand dollars it's like hooray but that was one sale and then they won't make another one until 60 days later or everything goes into recession and all of a sudden no one's selling their house anymore Mm -hmm. and the market isn't hot. It's very easy to make money when it's easy to make money. We, I, I kind of run into this a little bit when I'm selling apples in the fall. Um, I am very particular about the type of fruit that I consume, especially apples. I'm a bit of an apple snob. I mean, because I grew up on an apple farm and, Having an apple right off the tree, not even close to the same as having one in the store. So I want to give people that experience. I get a lot of satisfaction out of watching somebody eat an apple that has come or that is fresh that year, and they always are like, this is the best apple I've ever had. I love that. So going on that, I don't like apples except when i buy your apples like i i legitimately won't eat them at home and the first year you gave me one i'm like these are delicious yeah and it taught me two things spend a little bit more on your apple and if you can get them fresh get them fresh absolutely spend a little bit more so you could sit there and say well i can get apples for less money or i can get apples at my local store why buy them from you and i said well because the added value that we've created of you know fresh Bring it in. The convenience. They don't have to drive to Washington and pick one off a tree. You're doing that. So now, now the the struggle that I have is 
the price that I sell them at is very affordable. My, mm -hmm. my wife thinks we are underselling them, and she wants to charge more for them because we have a, it's a good product. And I have issue with that because I'm like, ah, I don't want to – we have a good thing going. I don't want to rock the boat. So my other question is, do you sell out all the way at the end of season? Yes, unless your November is unseasonably cold and, and you freeze them all. So that yeah, because Mo most of the time I've I've sold all of them. Yes. Okay. Okay. I mean, and, and you could use that as a barometer, raise it True. until you have. I just, have extra. Yeah, or or you you're like just have a little bit left. Um, but yeah, <laughs> we have the opposite problem. I tell my wife we need to sell stuff for more, and you're you're. But right, I'm you. but I'm also I'm in. Uh, uh, very, very soon, I will be re releasing a a fruit product, a freeze dried fruit product that is bananas, awesome. Mm. It's not bananas though. <laughs> <laughs> um, that uh, it's another thing that the market price of what they're going for freeze dried fruit, freeze dried food on the internet is, is can be very pricey. Yeah, and. I am wanting to not disrupt that by saying uh, I'm going to be the the bottom, the lowest price possible. I'm wanting it to be more affordable for people, so I'm coming in a hair under what other things are going uh -huh. for. Yeah, it's one of those that like it's funny. Before I I saw you freeze dry stuff, I'm like, why is this so expensive? And then I see that it takes like 26 hours to do a single batch, and it's like, oh, that's why. The longest a batch has taken me. It's uh -huh. five stainless steel trays that are probably two feet long and mm. two feet by two feet long by probably six inches wide, mm -hmm. and maybe only a, a three quarters of an inch deep. Uh huh. I filled those five of them full of fruit that was already pre-frozen, and it took 86 hours for it to to complete and, and be freeze-dried. Now, it's running 24-7, so 86 hours isn't like two weeks. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Right? You know, it's a, it's a couple of days. But still, 86 hours. Like, it was a long time. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Just under four days. So, yeah. Um... Just over three, anyways. Um, but yeah, and it's the 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 thing that I find most interesting, and I've kind of touched on that, is just how like other people looking in all of a sudden getting on a high horse yeah. and like judging as as something as 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 good or bad. Yeah, and I I don't I don't know where that comes from. Part of me thinks it has to do England? with... England? <laughs> what? <laughs> when we separated from England, that's what we Maybe. kept? Maybe. Elitism? Elitism? I think it has to do with, with like, like a have and a have not. Like, they see how much someone has, and it's like, well, you could have, like, three quarters of much and make this yeah. more attainable to the masses. Yeah, without even... Yeah, without understanding the costs that go into it and the associated with it... People automatically assume that if you sell something for twenty, but it costs you two, that you are pocketing that eighteen dollars. Uh huh. And 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 there's a because I've I've run into this <clears throat> when you start off, the cost of getting in is is more expensive when you're buying in lower quantities yeah. and things like that. Um, as you grow, usually the cost per item for you drops, but very rarely. Does the like the price you sell it for also drop? Yeah, you usually keep it the same, and I I don't I don't see a problem with that. Yeah, and I don't understand because it's almost like you've put in the work to carve out your your space, and now you're reaping the benefits. Yeah, um, while other people could see it as now you're taking advantage of a situation that's gone your way, and I don't. I don't even know if it's worth like arguing the point with that with those kinds of people. But those people, you spying on Thomas? Yeah, I'm trying to see what he's doing, but mm -hmm. I can't because 
He's not. He's not in the way of one of the cameras. No, we value privacy too much, apparently. Mm-hmm. Wah wah. Speaking of that, I remember the other day I was working in the corner, and you just plugged a camera in in my corner, and I was like, "Does he want to spy? Is he afraid I'm stealing stuff from the warehouse?" I am. I'm totally afraid. Uh huh. I just thought that was funny. It was mainly so I could, when I peek in on the warehouse camera at night, and if I hear sound, then I can pop into the other one to see if you're the one making that sound. Okay, that makes more sense. What about the one that's like right above the laser engraver? Oh, you could unplug that one. Oh, no one uses it anymore? No. We used to use that one when people were preparing our products and stuff. So you look at it and make sure that they weren't sleeping on the bathroom floor? (laughs) No. Sorry, Tucker. So, do you have anything else to talk about the subject one? No, I think we kind of beat it. Beat it dead. I think everyone's entitled to their everyone's entitled to their thoughts. But until you know what it costs someone, I don't think it's fair to judge them on what they're charging. Mm-hmm. And I also think that that goes for corporate products as well. I think that maybe some understanding uh, is needed when you th- drive up to a a window, a restaurant, a drive through window, and you're like, oh, my gosh, this burger was $10? Uh-huh. Then don't buy it. They have employees. Mm-hmm. They have the rent on the facility, they have the power. They have, like, there oh, are that. costs, and just just like you expect to be paid for your work, those people... All right, so then here's a question. When does someone cross the line? When is it too much? Uh Uh-huh. I would say, let's see, I'm trying to think of a company I don't like. Um, Oh, here's a great example. I I think this is a good example because recently the car, the new car market, Uh uh, Ford in particular, uh, the Ford Lightning pickups that were coming out. Yes. The MSRP on them was around fifty grand, mm-hmm. and then on the window, the sticker, it said an additional up to sixty thousand dollars of just because pricing. It wasn't hidden. It wasn't. It was. It was very plain. But that sixty thousand had no benefit in my eyes. It had no benefit to it. There was no value added. Was that was that the car retailers or the ones that was doing it? Yep. So the the dealerships, the individual dealerships were were marking the the vehicles up by as much as sixty thousand. I think one and there was an example of one that sold in California, a Lightning. It was MSRP was around fifty five and it sold for a hundred and ten, and there was that just because price. That I think is an example of. You have it. It's the supply and demand, right? Yeah. Like they were in low supply. There was a high demand. They were capitalizing on it. I think that was that is an example. I think of overreach. Yeah, but at the same time, like someone paid it. Again, yeah, it's it was only it was only worth that because somebody paid it. That's what that's what apparently you know arguably the market supported that. The the thing that, so, that always blows my wrong. mind, like like talking about that and what's ethical and what's not, is like the power the consumer actually has yeah. is is insane. Oh, it's dramatically powerful. Like I always say this, like if people really didn't like Walmart anymore, if everyone stopped shopping at Walmart, Walmart would be bankrupt in a yeah. way. They they could not keep the power on in their places. But the thing is is that as much as people hate Walmart they still shop at it. In a lot of places, they are the only shop in town. Uh-huh. And you can't, you know. And then you argue, are they the only shop because they've put all the other people out of business? <laughs> yeah, it's a whole chicken egg thing. thing at that point. But at the same time, the reason why the other people went out of business is they can't keep up with the prices. And so if, if, if they didn't want the Walmart there, you just tighten your belt strap and you pay the higher prices, which you already were before the Walmart. Or add up. more value. Yeah, and... I, we still have an Albertsons here. And another local chain. Yeah. <laughs> in Montana. I, I think there's Brolems in Montana. Yeah, no. The, yeah, we have we have three. We have three grocery stores. One is a Walmart, but then and we have an Albertsons, Albertsons and a Brolems. was open in the same parking lot. 
Yeah, as Walmart. As Walmart in and fa- never went out. In fact, if I understand it correctly, Albertsons owned the building and Walmart paid Albertsons rent. That is insane. But to, to be fair, to be fair, that Walmart didn't always have groceries. It's true. So it was it was a different it was a different yeah. store for a while. But still, it it is very fascinating. But yeah, our our town currently currently supports three grocery stores. Mm-hmm. One of them is a, is a pretty big Walmart, a Walmart supercenter, if you will. Mm-hmm. But yeah, we have two other grocery stores that, for all intents and purposes, provides a career for people. And what's fascinating is that, in, in my mind, they hit different markets. Because you have Brooms is people who don't have cars. Yep. That want to walk. Close to students, close to people that walk. Albertsons are for people who are established in the area. And also, then, like to do their shopping on Sundays. <laughs> yeah. And then you have Walmart, which is the one where anyone who has a car and doesn't want to spend a lot of money goes to. <laughs> it is the more economical option because of – but, oh, here's another, like, thing. Do you end up spending more at Walmart because it's cheaper and it has more things? Or we've digressed a little bit. Oh, but I think I know what this – for those of you who aren't on the video, I left because I had to go make money, and I did. Uh-huh. But are you talking about the whole – you're not we, talking about the, the – you know what? I'm just going to let you talk. I'm not going to ask. Yeah, see if you can guess what we're talking oh, about. Oh, oh. We were talking about <laughs> – <laughs> So we, we had gone over a little bit into um, uh, like – I'm trying to think how we got over to Walmart. It was I, – I can't remember how we got to Walmart. It was – well, it was – Don't that, we all feel that way sometimes? <laughs> It was that, like, Walmart is the only shop in town for some people. Walmart may have pushed mom and pops out of the grocery stores and mm. could the mom and pops. Power, power of the consumer. Ah, that's what it was, yeah. The power of the consumer. If the power of the consumer is great and if people didn't like Walmart and stopped shopping at Walmart, Walmart would cease to run in probably certain areas. But because Walmart receives shoppers, they continue to exist. So then it ran into the, the we. Our community, and we released it. We're not in Montana. Uh, we we currently support three grocery stores. Are we not? We could be. We're wherever you want to identify as you're at. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we support three grocery stores. Our our economy, our and they local, all hit different demographics. Too. Yeah, they're all all across the board. Uh, you you enjoy Albertsons? I do. You're an Albertsons. I. He's an elitist. Oh, that that okay. surprises this me. This is I like where this is going because you could argue and say, why Albertsons are you charging an extra dollar for cheese when you can get the cheese down the street for less at Walmart? Uh huh. But I like shopping at Albertsons because there's you know being in a town with a lot of college students. There's less college kids there. There's less. People in general. I'm not waiting yeah, in line. In general. Oh, that's true. I, 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 I walk into Albertsons. I walk out of Albertsons. Like, I, I, I go in. I buy what I need. And, you know, and I think that some of their stuff is, we think, we feel like their produce is less picked over and, and less, uh-huh. it's, it's, it's a better produce. Whether or not that's perception, I don't know. It could come yeah. off the same truck. Who knows? That's uh-huh. true. Um, you know, we like the when they have the the meat sales that are there. I like their floral department. Their their flowers are actually really nice. And when I want to get flowers for my wife, I feel like getting those from Albertsons is better than getting them from Walmart. Where, where do you, where do you shop? I do bro sharp sharp. Uh, I I do I do if I'm if I need to be quick, I do Brohms. If I'm going to do a larger shopping trip, we usually do Walmart. So we we do both depending on what we're buying. I do Brohms. My wife does not like Brohms. Um. My wife does Walmart, but my wife does Walmart because of the uh, we do we subscribe to Walmart Plus, and she gets it delivered to the house. Oh wow! Oh. We do pickup. Walmart Walmart pickup has changed the game for us. We don't. It's like it really is one of those where like we don't. You don't like it, but the price speaks and the convenience speaks. They've provided a product. We tried to use the Walmart like curbside the same kind of thing mm-hmm. that the, the sorry the albertson's curbside and so oh. walmart curbside and their app was janky and it was awful and we're like uh and <clears throat> right now albertson's is awesome albertson's is about to be acquired by kroger yes 
So now it's it, basically it's going to be the tech out, is going to be Walmart is going to be the, your top. It's still your top per mm-hmm. grocer in the United States. Um, and then Kroger is now going to be number two after the acquisition because Albertsons also owns Safeway. Mm-hmm. And oh. so, yeah, it's yes. it's a big acquisition. It <clears throat> dare say a little monopolist. Oh, wait, they're they're actually wondering if it'll go through because in antitrust stuff. Yeah, in Southwest, like in the Southwest region, Phoenix, that basically means that everything. all of everything, everything now belongs to Kroger or Walmart. You have. Two options. It might they might have different badges. Yeah, mm-hmm. sure. But they have two options. If you're going to a Fry's, or you're going to a Fred Meyer, or you're going to an Albertsons, or you're going to a Safeway, or you're going to a Smith's. I was going to say a Smith's. Is Those are all Smith's. Which same. one's Smith's? Albertsons or I think Kroger. it's currently a Kroger. Yeah, I think okay. there, there was a like Lions Club. I think is another one, or or there's I mean, you, that's a South. You've got like Natural one. Grocer, and you've got um, Freemasons, and <laughs> <laughs> no, what's the one that uh, Whole Foods? Oh, oh that's Whole an Amazon. Foods. That's Amazon. 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 It's I don't, I don't, it's weird watching everything get absorbed into like larger entities. It really is. Um, the illusion of choice is becoming more and more an actual thing. Oh yeah, oh. I, I would love telling people it's like it's like what do you use for you know what detergent do you use or what you know to use deodorant. Johnson and Johnson or and Johnson it's like, and Johnson. Yeah, it's Johnson. There are three companies. You've got Johnson and Johnson, Procter and Gamble, oh, yeah. and Henkel. And those Angle. and you, those are ones you're gonna. That's the one I always forget about. That's that. That just brings it back to like the, the chart where it's like it's like seven different companies, and then it's everything that's owned by those seven. Yeah, that's right. Oh man. Oh, but that, that's yeah. We're 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 drifting off sub uh, subject a little bit. Um, Sorry, Gary or Steve or what was his name? Greg. Oh, Greg. yeah, Greg. So that's my dad's <laughs> name. So when you said that, I was like, how do you know my dad? But. <laughs> Um, <laughs> your dad, he lives in that house that uh, I used to go to all the time, right? <laughs> <laughs> so, so kind of uh, like wrapping it up because we're we're just about at time. Like we have about like, oh, we got eight, seven eight, minutes, seven eight, and minutes. we started just yeah by by talking about random stuff. Um, I I just I'm basically trying to to hurt us towards towards final thoughts. Is one. Find out what it takes to run your business, and then don't feel guilty for for charging that yeah, amount. Yeah, I agree. Never feel guilty for charging what you charge, because at the end of the day, as a as a business owner, you are the one that you're the one that's responsible for it. Mm-hmm. And if if someone's willing to pay it, and everyone leaves happy, you're not doing anything. You're not ripping wrong. anybody off. Yeah. Um, so I was going to add something mm-hmm. that, that, that I think this is going to be also help when, as we lead into our, our final. So you made the comment about you look at something and you know what it was, what it cost to make, right? Yes. I am knee deep in that, right? When I go to like a Ralph Lauren and it's, I'm looking at a 150 or $200 pair of shorts and I know what it costs to make those shorts. I know that it is not anywhere close. You know, we're talking you know, maybe seven, eight dollars um, uh, at scale to build those shorts, and I get frustrated because I'm like, oh, I don't want to spend that because I know the back, the back end. But at the same time, when you are buying things that are more, because you could say, well, I could buy a, a comparable pair of shoes mm-hmm. that comparable to Nike off of Alibaba or AliExpress, right? You yeah. buy something straight, straight from China, but you don't really know mm. if that's what you're getting. You might get lucky. But what Nike has done is they have vetted all the manufacturers. They have vetted all the material handlers. They have vetted the channel and how it was transported. They have vetted the store that it's sold in. And then you get to go conveniently to a store and try it on. So now you've done this whole, they've done all this work for you. And you know that when you wear a pair of Nikes, you could say, well, A, the brand identifies with me or whatever, right? Whatever their marketing has caused you to feel like you're part of this Nike club. But really what they've done is they've have a proven track record of quality so they can charge more for their stuff because they have a proven track record of quality. If you want a brain surgeon to come do brain surgery on you, you don't want to go with the wish brain surgeon. It's true. Okay. Where he comes over and he's like, don't worry. I graduated from a school once. And then he says, start cutting it open and then pulls out a Dremel, right? Uh-huh. Like, <clears throat> you want someone who's proven. I want him to at least have a Makita. 
<laughs> if he has a hyper tough, no, I get out of my house. <laughs> Beyond. But this whole. <laughs> uh, but you know, when you're looking at, at, at if you have a mechanic that's working on your car. Uh-huh. A mechanic that has more experience is more expensive. And you say, well, that mechanic's ripping you off. Well, that mechanic could fix your car in 15 minutes versus your cousin Joe that maybe might fix it in three weeks. Have you seen that clip about the guy, the designer who's talking to a business owner? And he's like, this logo is going to cost you $15,000. And he's like, what's your hourly rate? And he's like, why does that matter? And he's like, if it takes me one hour to make this logo and you love it, like, what's a matter of my hourly rate? Because you could pay someone $1,000 or they, they, they could charge you like $500 an hour, but then it takes them three months to do it. You're going to end up paying them more money. It's like, I've developed a set of skills. A certain that, set of skills. Oh, man, beat me to it. They developed a certain set of skills that say that I will make you a logo you're happy with for $15,000. And so you don't need to know the hourly rate anymore because you are getting the deal that we have agreed upon. That's the product. It's, you don't go to Nike and say, um, what, my phone? Oh. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, Nike has also... Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna what am I saying? I'm forwarding it to you, Brian. Oh, I made a joke, and I didn't want to get canceled. Out, I'm not putting it on the podcast. So I didn't... Uh, <clears throat> but... If you don't, you don't go to Nike and ask them, well, how many hours did this take to make or how many? Uh-huh. No, you're buying a final product. And so like you're in your designer case, he's, you're buying a final product from that designer. For someone who's doing a video, you're buying a final product for the video. Mm-hmm. Um, with my MC and event host work, it's like the question is asked, well, oh, but we're only using you for a couple hours. I bet you get that with photography. Well, we're only using you for 30 minutes for a 30-minute session. Uh-huh. And your wife's like, well, that doesn't count all of the, the prep editing. work. And I'm carrying around a you know, multi-thousand-dollar camera and you know, all of those pieces. So you know when you're buying a Nike, you're buying a Nike product that has a certain track record, literally. Mm-hmm. And when you're buying a pair of Merrells, when you're buying a Toyota, someone could build – in fact, they did. They would have – when Toyota made the Matrix and the Pontiac Vibe, and it was the exact same, same car, car, but people want, still wanted the Toyota Matrix because it had a history of not going defunct like Pontiac did. Also mm-hmm. said Matrix on it. Yeah. Neo. Oh, Way cooler cool. name than yeah. Vibe. Take the Look out of Vibe. <laughs> I said, hold on, now, it was just before its time. Now Vibe is what everyone says. That's uh-huh. true. Oh, cool vibing. So, you get my text? No, I, I, but I'm I'm on the network. Let me let me get off. The network. Sorry, I'm, I'm so, on the Wi-Fi. My my final words from my side, and then you guys can do your final words. My final mm-hmm. words are: find where is the happy medium where those that you are buying the product from or building the product matches. Uh, you make sufficient for you, what you need, as well as. Coming to a a conclusion. Boy, that was kind of convoluted. Let me reset. Uh Come up with a price that is a happy medium where your customer is happy paying it, and then you are happy with what you're making between where you're getting it from and what you're selling it for. Mm -hmm. And once you find that, if if it's 5X, if it's 10X, if it's 20X, it's whatever that you found because I know handmade ukulele builders that build things that are, it's a $5,000 ukulele, but they only build 12 of them a year. Mm-hmm. And that's what they do. And you can say, well, I could buy one that's from the local shop for, you know, 200 bucks. Do they play much different? You could say arguably not, but I'm happy with that more expensive ukulele because X, Y, and Z. Mm-hmm. So that's it. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah. And, and kind of going off of that, like, what I've got from talking to you guys, if you're happy and you feel comfortable with what you're doing and the customer's happy, if a third party's upset about the transaction, like just don't sweat it because there's, there's, there's so many other things to worry about with your day that you don't need to, need to worry about that. It also makes you wonder like 
why do they even care? Especially if they're not part yeah, of the transaction. They're not part of the transaction. Why do they care? Oh, uh, but yeah. So, anything else you wanted to say? Uh, no. Be well. Be good. All right. Well, thank you so much for watching. Uh, podcasts, the audio version is available anywhere. Audio podcasts are available. Videos available on YouTube and Rumble. And we come out on Wednesdays. So we will uh, see you around. Have you heard about the new controversy about Nike? No.